Uh, welcome to the morning, yo. It is Michael, yo. And uh, I started comedy like 10 years ago, and I met this girl uh, named Justine Marino. And uh, we kind of went around the country touring together because she loved comedy. And here she is on the show. How are you? I'm so good. That is absolutely accurate. I remember, I think I met you in, was it, it was near a beach. Was it Hermosa Beach? It was at it was at a beach show. It was like 40 minutes outside of LA and you were so funny. I couldn't believe that you hadn't been doing comedy for that long. And you were like, you saw me, you were like, do you want to come on the road with me? And I was like, sure. And then the rest is history. It was like and you, me, Nick and Nick Orlando. Gera. Yeah. And now everybody's kind of blown up in their own space, which is, which is amazing. But I, I wanted to know like where, when did you start stand up? When did you know you liked it? So basically, I actually started comedy in general. Um, I started at the Groundlings. So I started in uh, in improv and sketch comedy. I was doing classes at the Groundlings. I was doing sketch shows. I was doing uh, other classes at UCB and stuff in between Groundlings. So I was very obsessed with like improv at first. And then as I was waiting... Um, for some of the upper classes at the Groundlings, which is a school, an improv school for some some of your listeners who might not know. It's where a lot of SNL people have come out of. And it's a really, really good improv school, but it takes a long time to get through the program there. So while I was waiting for, like I said, some of the upper levels, uh, someone suggested I try stand up. And I was like, I guess. I mean, I don't really know. I never had an interest in it. I was like, I'm an actor. I, I don't want to just stand in front of a microphone. That's for like old dudes. Like, that's not <laughs> me. I was so like kind of a resistant to it. But then the second I did it, it felt like such a better fit for me. Um, just because, you know, Groundlings is more big character -y kind of stuff. And just being able to be on my own and and tell my own jokes and being in control of all of it. Also, I'm an only child. So I was like this, I get, so I don't know why yeah. I resisted it for so long. It just, the first show I did was at ha ha comedy club and I never looked back. I never went back to groundlings actually. <laughs> so, so you're, you're an only child as well. Yes. Yep. Both only children. Okay. So do you ever wish you had a brother or sister? No. And I'll tell you, my mom actually would be like, do you want a brother or sister? And I would like cry and be like, no, I have to be, I'm the only one. Like what a <laughs> psycho I was. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't want to share or something. I like to think I've gotten better at sharing, but I was not good at it as a kid. What about you? You know, what's interesting is I remember when, uh, my parents never asked me if I wanted a brother or sister because my my parents were like, no, there's no yeah. more kids coming. You no don't worry more. about it. Yeah. <laughs> but as as when I get older, you know, um, I see a lot of people with brothers and sisters. And I and I noticed one thing. I noticed that a lot of times they hate each other, which surprises me. Like mm -hmm. brothers and sisters don't like each other. And I can't I don't understand that happens, how you could grow up with somebody be so close to them, like see them every day. And then all of a sudden you hate them. Right. I, and I hear that story more than, Oh, I love my brother or sister. Right. Totally. I mean, I know, yeah, I know quite a few friends who have had big falling outs with brothers and sisters and they don't get along. And 
it is weird because you come from the same family. It's like you'd think you guys could come to some common ground. Nah, you would think. You would think. Yeah. But, hey, you know, it works out like it's supposed to work out. Now, I know you love social media. I know you love Britney Spears. I Who's do. Your, who's your favorite person to follow right now on Instagram? Ooh, well, I mean, Britney is so good. Uh, I have. It, I tell people, I tell people, if you don't like, I don't care if you don't like Britney. If you just thought it's so it's so weird and entertaining at the same yeah. time. It's almost like a person trying to find their way, but maybe they're doing this on purpose yeah. because they, I, it's you trying it, to, it, we're trying to figure it out, but she's just living her life. She it care. keeps you guessing. And I love that. There's no rhyme or reason. You'll see her like last week, she was doing a series where she was just putting on full jumpsuits, like cheetah <laughs> leopard suits and taking pictures. And it'd be a pic a series of three pictures. And then she had on a bright green one. I was like, is she doing some green screen work? I just, she keeps me on my toes. And then she'll just post a picture of a beautiful flower and she'll, but she's always uplifting. She's never negative, which I love. It's always like from a place of positivity. And I love Brittany. I ride or die for Brittany. Since, I know you do. Since I saw her open for NSYNC. That's how long I have been an, a Brittany fan. So I ride hard for her. Diane Keaton is also fantastic on uh, Instagram. Let me tell you, she wears Diane a lot Keaton? of- Diane Keaton is on the wow. gram and she is crushing. She's wearing a lot of hats. She there's one video where she just shows you her entire hat collection. It's incredible. Diane Keaton is one of the best we have right now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like when Kanye first went on Instagram, he would just post random stuff and goes, I want this. And oh. it was so funny and entertaining. Now totally. it's kind of like all over the place. But Brittany, I love in. I don't know if I should feel bad for her or like, that's the weird thing. Like, cause I laugh at what she posts a lot. Right. But I'm like, is this a person mentally troubled? I, I don't know. And that's where I kind of like feel good about it. And then I feel weird about it at the same time. So I feel good. I always feel like I'm like, good for her. Cause there, she does post some off the wall stuff. And for a while, I think we were all like, what's going on. But now that the free Britney, documentary has come out we know a little bit more like oh is she a little bit unwell but either way I just think she's just doing her thing and being a positive light and I I, I enjoy that I okay okay the free Britney uh, I haven't seen it but okay. who produced it was it a Britney Spears production or was no. it somebody trying to tell her story no it was people telling her story but there was once one person in it Felicia who is very close to her. Felicia was kind of her handler when she was younger. Her mom hired Felicia, this close family friend from Louisiana who came in uh, when Britney started kind of to pop off. Uh, she was going to New York a lot for auditions and stuff and was traveling a lot. And they were like, oh, we need to have someone with her because she's still under 18. So Felicia, I trust Felicia uh, as most of the Britney fans do. So the fact that she was involved made it very credible. It didn't, it, you know, she was so involved from the jump of Britney's career. And I, I believe they're still friends today. Although Britney has come out and said, um, she doesn't love the documentary. It highlighted a lot of negative parts of her career and life. And, and she feels like she doesn't want to maybe go back and relive all that, which I totally get. But then a lot of people, the diehard free Britney people are not convinced that she's the one posting. Like there are hardcore Britney conspiracy theorists out there that are like, 
no, it's not her posting. We think they think they're that some of the the messages are encoded with like get me out of here code. I, like it's crazy. It is a so whole world. Where do people find this time? Like where <laughs> why are people so obsessed? Like these diehard free Britney people where they're making up conspiracy. And even if like do they think she's locked away somewhere and someone's just using her Instagram account and I forcing her to take these pictures? Yes, I think that the they think that someone is, it, which I think it's really her. I just think it's so sweet, and I think it's her. But some of these people think that it's her handlers that are taking pictures, putting them up, whatever. And she's come out and said and posted. She's never said it in a video, though. So that's why people are like, well, anyone could write the caption because she she's come out several times and been like, it's really me. Hey, it's me. But they these diehard free Britney people are still not quite having it. Well, I mean, she's famous. So many famous people have people run their accounts. So I wouldn't be shocked if somebody ran her account, but she's taking the pictures for the account and she's making the videos for the, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody, Britney's not typing the captions and things no. like that. She's saying, say this and they're typing it. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't totally. be shocked about that. A thousand percent. You know, what's crazy is I have actually a very close connection to Brittany in two ways, because when I first moved out here, I lived out here as into L.A. I lived in an apartment complex called it was called Archstone at the time. It's now called like Ava or Avalon. It was bought by another company, but it was where a lot of up and coming people went to live. And Britney Spears dad lived there. And Britney Spears, 55-hour husband, Jason Alexander, the guy she married in Vegas, lived there. And I was actually friends with him my first year here. We would, like, go out to the club. He's exactly as you would imagine. I think he was at the Capitol riots in January. That's the kind <laughs> of person he is. Yeah. So we're uh, no longer friends. But in my early 20s, it was a very exciting time. But Now, I just... now did he ever try to take you out or were y'all going out or what? No, no, no. So he was dating another girl, a blonde girl who looked just like Brittany at the time. And she and I were very uh, good friends uh, for the first like year or two that I lived here. So I was more friends with her and them as a couple. So it was never anything romantic. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But so so the connection is the dad and Jason Alexander, the dad and Jason. I mean, I used to be on the elliptical in the workout room and and Jamie Spears is just walking on the treadmill. And I was just like, uh, that's the guy who created Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> did did uh, you ever meet Britney in your life? No, I haven't ever met Britney. I've worked with a lot of her dancers uh, on, you know, funny dance show. So I, I know a lot of people who. I have a lot of like one degree away from Britney's yeah. uh, instant instances, but I have not met her. I would. What's die. what's the one thing you would ask Britney if you could have a one on one conversation and ask her anything? Is there one question Ooh. like that stands stands above them all? Oh, I mean, I have a question, but I wouldn't ask her because it's probably a little snarky. But I, I'd ask like. What's going on with the extensions? Like, can't, why wh the extensions are not good? They have not been good for yes. a long time, and that, that would be a big question. But I wouldn't ask her that to her face because that's rude. So that's my diehard question inside. But if I could just talk to her, I would, I would say, when are we getting a new album? Because I'm dying for one. You know? Are you really? Are you really though? I am. She came out with a song with Backstreet Boys. It's called Matches a few months ago, and it. It's 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 solid. I know. Why wasn't there more buzz around this? I, I don't. I'm, 
I have so another diehard Britney fan of my friend of mine. There's like a, <laughs> I have a circle of diehard Brit fans. Is this Justin you're talking about right now? No, Your but partner? Okay. no, no, no. It's but it's you know he's he's one, but he's a little bit. This is another like as I'm I'm on another level from Justin. Not to okay. not to toot my own horn. Justin loves go. Britney, but I'm she's like my queen. Yes. But another person who worships attends the church of Brittany. He sent me a couple of these unreleased tracks. I don't know where he got them, but he's like, this is coming out soon. And then it came out, but there was no buzz about it. So I'm not sure why they didn't uh, do more promo. Cause it's a really good song. Anyone who's listening, it's called matches backstreet boys and Brittany. And it is a bop. You heard it here first. It's about, okay. I'm, I'm actually going to listen to it after this podcast matches, matches. backstreet boys and Brittany spirit. And I never saw Brittany post about it either. Mm-mm. No, uh, I don't. I mean, it's it's bizarre because it's a good song and it's on Spotify. I wonder if it's hold on. Let me pull it up. I wonder if it's an older song. They just brought back out. I I think it's maybe and, an older song. And that they're they both kind of embarrassed about it, maybe. But you love it. I love it. No, it's good. It's, <laughs> oh, it's hold on. It's I'm funny. bringing it up right now. Oh, BSB. you're going to shame me. You're going to song. No, shame I want to he- hear this. I want to hear BSB and Britney. It's called Matches. It's called Matches. You know, I think on her last album, Glory, there are a few unreleased tracks that she's now releasing, but a bunch of them she has done promo for. Who is that, Nick Carter? That sounds a little bit like AJ, AJ to me. Yeah. Okay. I got to hear Brittany, though. Oh, she's coming. She's coming. <laughs> I'm, I love this song. Okay, here it comes. There she is. <laughs> There's our girl. <laughs> I mean, she's so automated now. I know. Well, what? Yeah, I mean, that's like. Oh, so she's not singing. Oh, wait. She just goes, she just does a hook. No, she does a verse. I think she does the next verse. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, I mean, it's so automated. It's not even singing anymore. No, oh, but you don't go. Here's the thing. People have always, for years, been like, Britney doesn't sing. I'm not going to Britney for singing. I'm going to Britney for dancing and showmanship, you know? (laughs) Have you been to the Vegas Las Vegas Britney show when it was on and popping? I did. Yeah, I actually went to one of the last nights, um, like I think like the second or third to last night in December of 2018, I think it Uh was. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was super fun. Look, again, I've seen Britney throughout the years, throughout her entire career. It's definitely not the same level of dance i mean that's why i love britney and her music i don't care oh, back about in the day 100%. back in the day yeah. oh like slave for you era and i am friends with uh brian friedman who choreographed like all of her i think best dance uh music videos and yeah. all that kind of stuff all the best tours that she did and it was just oh she was so at the top of her game and i'm she someone was. I, I like a beat and i like something you can dance to which is why the voice doesn't bother me as much but what's 
um, uh, disappointing is that she did have a voice at one point. If you listen to her singing as a child, she had some pipes. But I think I think what happened was it's kind of like comedy when you find your no pun intended when you find your voice. Mm-hmm. In comedy, that's kind of now who you are, and right. that's how you. And I think they said, "Oh, this automated sound for Britney really sells well." Yeah. And she's not the greatest singer; she can sing, but this is longevity. She doesn't really have to sing. We can right. tune it, you know, kind of like T paint it up. Yeah, and that's her sound, and that became Brit like the oh man, like that yeah. that old baby baby became her automated sound. Yeah, know? that like sexy baby voice. <laughs> oh man, 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 oh, man, 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 man. <laughs> that sexy baby voice. So I mean, that's how she was. You know what's crazy that I just found out that um, Rolling Stone cover, the first one she did when she has the Teletubby. Do you remember that one? And yes, she's laying uh-huh. on the bed. She yeah. was under 18. I think she was like 16 for that, which, which is, is creepy, creepy as yeah. hell. Yes. Yeah. Super because creepy. I remember the first time I met her, I think it was like when she first, before she even blew up, I remember, uh, what's her manager, Larry. Oh yeah. Randolph. No, the manager. Ru- Ru- Larry Rudolph. Rudolph. I think yeah. it Larry Rudolph was his name. I think name that was or- it. Uh, but he brought it by the radio station. I was in Houston, Texas, and matter. I mean, so sweet, yeah. innocent. And then basically, I would interview her like until she really exploded. But right. it was so cool to see like an innocent little girl become this sex symbol, and right. then the whole world's going crazy for her. the exact same thing happened with NSYNC. I remember we had a place in Houston, Texas called Super Track, and it was uh-huh. a go kart track, right? Uh-huh. And NSYNC was opening up for LFO. Oh, no. Yes. Stop. This NSYNC wasn't even big. And I remember, I remember my friend saying, hey, you want to go check out NSYNC? Like his manager. Um, I forgot, not Larry, but it was a different guy, like a tour manager or something. Uh-huh. It's like, you want to go check out? i like, no, nah, man, I'm here to see LFO. <laughs> <laughs> you were the diehard LFO The light fan. funky ones. Bring it on. Because LFO was way bigger than NSYNC at the time. Right, right. So I watched some of NSYNC and I watched LFO. Six months later, when I tell you NSYNC was the biggest group in the world, it blew up just like that. It, 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 was, it was unbelievable how fast they blew up. It was so crazy. So I was a big Backstreet Boys fan. This was before Britney and saying anything. I was into Backstreet Boys. Then cut to there was a Disney concert special. I don't know if you remember this, but that Backstreet Boys actually passed on that ended up going to NSYNC. And I watched that in my bedroom in like sixth or seventh grade. And I was like, Backstreet who? Like I was full NSYNC. You dropped Backstreet Boys. I dropped them so fast. Like the posters all new posters (laughs) up. Like it was like Justin Timberlake ramen hair on my wall. Uh, It was crazy, though, because I feel like that's how it was for the world. Like, it was just such a fast uh, transition from, like, it's Backstreet Boys to just NSYNC taking over everything. It was. It was. And then what was great about music at that time, TRL was at its height. So you had Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. Mm -hmm. And they used it. They had the same manager. They used it to sell albums. Like, one group was like, we're going to sell more than you. They were selling, like, 2 million albums a week. It was insane. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, I think No Strings Attached is one of the best pop albums of all time. I still th- it's so good. I still listen to it from front to back. It's a great album. It is, no, it is. It is. What's your favorite NSYNC song ever? Um, I would have to say, oh, uh, not Digital Get Down. The, um, 
hold on. I'm going to look it up. I, I, it's funny because I get asked this a lot. And I had Lance on my podcast, on my podcast. And oh, cool. He and I have the same favorite song. It's written by the woman um, who wrote No Scrubs. Um, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. What a great song that is, right? Oh, no, no Scrubs. That's one of the best written songs ever. It's so good. And this woman um, wrote this song as well. I'm just blanking on the name, but yeah, she's, she's on, um, housewives, real housewives. What's her. It's on the tip of my tongue. It, uh, it makes me ill. That's the song I love. That's my oh, favorite song. Ill. It makes can, me ill. Nah, nah, can nah, I, nah, nah. I'll tell Sorry. you my favorite in sync song that in sync is not in. It's pretty oh, yeah. much just Justin gone. Gone is so good. Man. When I heard gone, even my black family members called me. It was like, yo, that boy's bad. You oh, know, yeah. like, and you knew he was about to break away solo He's, after yeah. that song. He, he and it Beyonce, was, it was just like those two, it, they were destined to have these massive solo careers. Isn't it interesting? Like, I listened to Justin now, his past album, and he's working on a new album with Timberland. He's getting the old crew back together. Oh, good. But Thank he God. tried the last album. It was it was it wasn't great. But man in the woods. Yeah, man in the woods. Like get out of the woods, Justin. Yeah, get back get in the out studio. Of there. Get, in the st <laughs> get out of the woods and get into a studio, Justin. Oh Joy. man. So the music is eh, but here's what's amazing. I said, you want to make hit music, listen to your old music and fucking put on the troll soundtrack because there are some bops on the troll soundtrack man. oh yeah like, troll bops. soundtrack so yeah so many bops J jt's great i mean he's he was a great dancer singer everything he had it all he was the package he had it he had that it factor you know what happened to him he thought he was too see this is what happens when you get too big for your britches he didn't bring nsync out during the super bowl halftime show and that's what people wanted to see it's what people he, want. just give us what we want he made it about himself and nobody look you're good for about four songs right. but if you would have brought out nsync to do like pop or bye yeah. bye i mean the audience now we're that age where we're the consumers now oh totally we would have went freaking nuts Crazy. like i'm on i'm on pop 2k a radio station on sirius xm uh, it's a That's great one I, I have it have it oh, in my car <laughs> thank you i'm in the yes. afternoons thank you very much Hi. oh good but that audience reaches out because it makes you feel good when you think about those songs so why wouldn't you want to put that in a Super Bowl? Well, the other disappointing thing, um, it was similar. I felt the same way about the Super Bowl. I feel like we all wanted that moment and yes. he just withheld it from us. But when, I don't know if you know Ariana Grande's song, um, is it Bad Idea? No, Break Up With Your Girlfriend samples a little bit of It Makes Me Ill. Yeah. Uh -huh. And at Coachella, she brought out, all four except Justin. She brought out JC, Lance, Joey, and Chris. And Justin supposedly had a schedule conflict or something. But I mean, that's the kind of moment where it's like, yes, I wish he would show up for these. Like, don't forget where you came from kind of thing. Now, what do you think about Ariana Grande getting married? I mean, she deserves it. She's, I hope she's happy. I think she's smart. She's dated a lot of guys in the industry. And I think Hasn't she been engaged four times, though. She's been engaged. I mean, I only know of three Pete. To four. Is oh. it three to four? Whoops. Oh, Whoops. that's See, the that's spirit what, that's of Ari Ariana. That's I what know. you get. Those Arianators are always listening. I mean, come on. I'm sorry, Ariana. God dang. She knocked down the yo. She she knocked down the she was like, I will take you out. It's been two engagements. Like um, <laughs> I don't it may be three. I think publicly it's only been Pete and now. Dalton, but I think she did a smart thing. She realized 
yeah, I mean, she's young. She's 27. So she realized young enough, like, okay, it's not working with all these, you know, Hollywood dudes. Why don't I get a more, a person who's not quite yeah. in the business, which is, I think you have to kind of have that balance. Um, cause you know, my boyfriend is not, he's in the business, but he's an animator. So he's not, you know, I feel there can sometimes only be one star in a relationship and it's hard. It's going to be me. You know, to quote and sync, it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And there it is. So uh, what do you think about J-Lo uh, and A-Rod breaking up? Uh, okay, well, uh, first of all, A-Who? A because I'm already way on to Ben Affleck. Okay. I've like okay, forgotten A-Rod. Okay. Okay. Are you, do you love that relationship? J-Lo so and, and Ben it's, Affleck? It's funny because... I've discussed this when A-Rod and J-Lo broke up. Look, I thought they were, they seemed like a good match. So I was uh -huh. a little bummed, but my mind did start going to who else do we got in the bullpen? You know, like who else could yeah. we pull for her from the engagement files? Um, actually, I mean, Ben, Benifer was such a powerhouse of the early two thousands couple wise, but, but to be honest, I really liked her with Diddy. I know like they got arrested together and they got into some trouble, but <laughs> that's I loyalty was, right there. That's, that's loyalty. loyalty. I, so I was, I was hoping for that, but I will take a Benefer reloaded any day. I mean, my thing is, you know, I, I told everyone, this is just two people uh, hanging out. That's very comfortable with each other. Yeah. I don't think this really, they, they may smash a couple times, whatever, but this is, <laughs> This is more of two people just hanging out because they know each other and they right. need like Ben's trying going through his demons and JLo's lonely. So it's like, Hey, I know you, you know me, we have history. Let's hang out. You know, right, totally. We're not adding to our numbers in any no. way, you know, no. but I will say if they, if it ended up being a happily ever after situation, I would be so happy for them. But well, I'm happy we'll for see. anybody. Like if you're getting married, I never root against marriage because I never want people rooting against me. So, Hey, if that's your person, that's your person and live happily ever after. Yeah. But like I said, like I said earlier, like a rod needs JLo. JLo doesn't need a rod oh. because a, yeah. She totally made A-Rod, who was an unlikable person at the time, right. a person that people now is like mainstream and people like care about him. Totally. I absolutely agree. And I agree that she doesn't need him. And she knows that. That's why she was like, no, bye. Like, yep. sorry, you sliding into DMs. See ya. Bye. Like, yeah. And OK, I want to get your take on this because I, I, I talked about this and some people took it the wrong way. Every time I see people talk about J-Lo, magazines, the mm. same magazines that say female empowerment. We need to look beyond just looks. But every time you see a picture of J-Lo, they're like, how could he leave this? And it's a hot picture of her. Rather than how could he leave a successful woman, an entrepreneur, uh, a great mom? Like they highlight these same right. magazines that want to empower women, highlight just her looks. Right. And, and then they go, how could he leave this? Yeah, I mean, I... I get it. I mean, I get it both ways. How could you leave that whole package, really? Yeah. But I, there is definitely a uh, an inconsistency with some of those things where it's like, no, let's celebrate. Like even just talking to people about the red on the red carpet, people yeah. always used to get mad that they would only ask women about what they were wearing. And so now they're asking about their projects too. So I, I totally get that. And I think, I mean, it's way more of a loss. I mean, there are a lot of pretty girls in LA. There are not a lot of JLo level success stories in LA. Exactly. So I'm but with my you. Thing, like, like I've been on those red carpets. I've interviewed celebrities. Nobody cares about your project. I'm I, sorry. 
I, we care I, about the news in your life. We care about what you're wearing because that's why people are watching it. They're not watching. Normal people are not watching this program to see who wins. They are looking at the dresses. They're looking at the suits. They're looking at the pageantry of it. They do not care about your movie. Well, I'm like, my school of thought is, why don't we just ask the guys what they're wearing too? Why don't we just make it superficial for everyone? Like I, cause that's what I want to know. I love fashion and I don't think that's bad. I don't think that means I have less respect for the women. Like, sure. I want to hear about their, I'll, I'll hear about their projects and stuff. Cause I'm in the business and I'm interested, yeah. but I really do care about fashion. So I am truly interested in that. Look, and this may, this may tick off some women, but I remember a lot of women were complaining that when men would interview or even women in a movie, like at a junket or something, they go, how do you balance as a mother, as this, as that, and do it all? And, and like, I remember women go, would you ever ask a man that? And I go, yes, because Ryan Seacrest gets asked mm -hmm. that all the time. How does you, how do you balance all the, I get right. asked that. I'm not right. even on that level. It's like, you do comedy, you get this, you do this. How do you, you have a family. How do you balance it all? So right. that's, that's one question when women got mad about, it. I was like, no, nah. for men that are busy, that have a lot going on in their life. They're asked that too. So that's right. just being way too picky and people getting way too sensitive. Well, I just think we're in this day and age where people are in general looking for something to just complain about. And it's yes. unfortunate because really there weren't, there aren't really any red carpet shows very much anymore. Like it's just kind of all gone, gone away because everyone's made such a big deal about like it being, I don't know, it being offensive to ask about what someone's wearing, even though ask the dudes too. It's a simple fix. We want to know. It's, it's yeah, it's easy. Uh, like for all the people that don't know what a junket is, I would have to fly different places and interview every actor in a movie, right? And the honest truth is, the entertainment programs they will they will promote your uh, movie. But they want to know details about your life, details about what you're up to. Because just the movie is like, why even interview you? We could run a package on the movie. Right. You know, so it's it's a thing where actors at times I feel need to know what they're there for. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like The Rock, Kevin Hart, uh, RDJ. I mean, not RDJ, uh, Robert Downey. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr., Tom yeah. When they come, Tom Hanks, when they do a junket, they come to play. Yeah. They have fun. And that's for any future celebrity out there, just knowing reporters got a job and you got a job. Your job is to promote the movie and have fun. Right. So people go, oh, I like that guy. I want to go see it. And totally. that's why the people who are super successful, they get it. A la Will Smith. Right. Well, I think it's important also all those people, they don't take themselves too seriously. No. I think what we do, what we do is fun. We make TV, we entertain people. It's not this serious bogged down thing. Have fun with it. Okay, Justine, um, we're halfway through the pod. Got about 15 more minutes. I want to know, and don't take this the wrong way. Yes, When please. we first met, you were a little bit heavier. I was a little heavier. You're a little bit heavy. I was a little thicker. A, you're a little thicker. Uh, <laughs> but all of a sudden, like, you lost tons of weight. What caused that? Was it you getting your own TV show? Was it just a lifestyle change? Was there a moment in your life where you're like, yeah, I need to make a change? I'm so glad you asked this. You know what's crazy? I used to have a really bad problem binging on sweets, like terrible problem. I look, I struggled with my weight a, like all through my life. I was a I was a chubby kid and then I got, you know, thinner. I got a little too thin at one point. And then when I met you, I think I was coming out of the too thin. I was kind of binging a lot. I've always had a sweet tooth. I joked about it in my stand up. 
And so it kept kind of perpetuating this cycle of me. Oh, well, people think it's funny. I get good material when I binge eat cupcakes, you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> even though it was not good for my waistline. So I stopped doing that. And I actually went vegan about a month before your wedding just to see. I was like, let me just try it and let me see how I feel. And it, I felt so good that I kept doing it. But the night of your wedding, I actually broke vegan. That was the last time I ever consciously broke being vegan was at your wedding, which was what, five years ago? What? So, yeah. So I've, I mean, that cake looks so good. I was like, it I got it. So Mama good. got to have yeah. her cake, you know? There you go. But, um, but that, and then I started doing the dance show. Um, we it started as a live show at the comedy store. And so I was dancing a lot more. So I was just getting more active and just being vegan. It just happened naturally. And, you know, I was someone who had tried to control and think about what I ate so much. And it was really when I let go of all that and just kind of like tried to be in tune with my body and what felt good. And, um, that's when it all kind of melted off. Now, does your man, is he a vegan as well now? No, no. He eats like all the meat, all the pork belly. He, he's cool because he'll eat it with me. He's not like a I, I only eat meat and potatoes kind of guy. But he yeah. um, so he'll like make vegan meals for us and stuff. And, and he'll go to a vegan restaurant, but he still likes his pork. What's, belly uh, and what's your what's your like, for instance, what's your go to vegan dish if you don't have a lot of time, like something that's just vegan that you'll feel good about eating? Um, so, I mean, obviously salads are very easy, but I, yeah. there's this really good, this is so easy and fast. It's this delicious, uh, Trader Joe's lentil soup with ancient grains. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It is so hearty and thick. It doesn't feel like diet anything. It's, and it's, it doesn't even, there's a lot of stuff that's just vegan natural Oreos are vegan, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's not true. like you're. Yeah. It's not like you're denying yourself, but basically the ancient grains uh, and lentil soup from Trader Joe's that with they have these pre-made green beans and uh, broccoli and cauliflower all roasted. They have it all. I'll just pop those oh, in the microwave. Really? It's so easy. It's great for right before shows. And, you know, you have a busy day and you don't have a lot of time. So I'll just you just pop it in the microwave. It's done in five minutes and it's like a good, well-balanced, healthy meal. See, because I've uh, cut out all sugar and lost like 20 pounds. So it's a thing where I've, uh, you know, just after COVID, after being COVID, I made, I was already healthy, but I was like, let me cut out something at the beginning of the year. Right. And I cut out sugar. So I still do it like once or twice a month, but it's not like consistent like I use. And you just drop, your body tells you like, oh yeah, you shouldn't be doing this now. Even when I have sugar, it's not really enjoyable. I'm like, eh, my body is like, I just do it because it's a craving. Not that I enjoy it. Totally. I, I do it more just so I don't get, cause I can get very, um, rigid with my, like, so I, sometimes I'll be like, let loose a little, have a, whatever, have some Ben and Jerry's dairy free, <laughs> have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's go nuts. <laughs> let's go nuts. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, I think when you get to the right food plan, your body just naturally goes to where it should be. Cause this was the, I was a little heavier for me when I met you in general, I was probably about 10 or 20 pounds. Like my weight that I'm at now was the weight that I was at when I first moved out here, which is kind of my normal weight. If I'm not, okay. if I'm not going to Krispy Kreme right after <laughs> shows, uh, you know, eating a whole dozen by myself. <laughs> so now during this pandemic, what's been the toughest thing for you? Ooh, um, I've actually liked a lot of it. I'm like, oh, I have an excuse to stay home because, you know, I'm not a big no. partier, but yeah. I would say not being able to go to the movies was a big uh, thing for me. I love going to the movie theater. 
Um, so I've been able to go back to a few for my birthday. My boyfriend actually rented out a theater because AMC is doing that or was yeah. for a bit. And uh -huh. we went to go watch Scream. So that was really fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. So I would say I missed obviously seeing friends and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then also activity wise, just going to the movies because I love the theater. I just went to Disneyland over <gasps> the last three days. It was so amazing. My, uh, me and my wife haven't been there since she was pregnant with our daughter. Oh, my God. So it's been like 16 months, 17 months. And we went. And I got to say, man, I wish Disney ran the country because it is so safe. Like, yeah. literally, forget about six feet apart. They were like, they had stations every six feet where you oh. could wash your hands. Where you, Ugh. I mean, they do it right. I felt so safe. And I got young kids. And I was like, if it doesn't feel safe, we're leaving. And right. man, let me tell you, they got it going. It was it was so great. It was so great. That's so great to hear. I definitely want to go back to Disney. You know, I worked at Universal for a long time. Yes, you so did. Well-versed well in theme parks, but I'm actually OCD, so I'm kind of happy with the way things are because I've been doing antibacterial wipes and stuff my whole life. So I'm like, yeah, guys, get on my level, okay? <laughs> you know who introduced me to hand sanitizer? It was the craziest story. Mandy Moore. It was when she was a musician, she came to Miami and she did a meet and greet. It was like at Macy's or something, uh -huh. right? So she greets everybody. And at the end, she pulls out, I've never seen it before, hand sanitizer. She goes, she goes, oh, you got to put this in your hands. It'll clean it right away. So yeah. she's been rocking the hand sanitizer for 20, 25 years. And now to see her as Mandy Moore, the musician, now all over This Is Us, it's, so, yeah. it's such a beautiful thing. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely, when everyone was like, oh, everywhere's out of hand sanitizer, I was stocked because my parents always <laughs> always put it in my stockings for Christmas because they know I'm OCD. So they would just load it up with sanitizer and wipes and stuff. So I was ready. But there is a benefit uh, with the pandemic because I feel that businesses are run a lot better. People respect space. Yep. I'll never go to a buffet ever again where oh, people never. are breathing mm -hmm. over it. I, mm -hmm. No, no. no but, but I do see, and I hope restaurants like the employees keep the mask on. Like, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. Now, a lot of people, you know, are like, we got to get the mask off, return to normal. I don't want it to kind of turn back to normal. I, I want the six. I want the space. There's a lot of positives about it, too. You know, I totally agree. I flew for the first time last week and I, I will never fly without a mask again. The last there's no point. The last time I got sick, I got a cold that turned into a sinus infection. It was after get, being on a plane. Yep. And so yep. it's like never again. I everyone's everyone's like, oh, you're vaccinated. You don't need to wear. I'm like, but I'm not mm -hmm. vaccinated from a cold or from or the a common flu, or, flu. Yeah. And what people are realizing, the smart people is like, oh, I had to battle COVID, but I haven't been sick with anything else since this pandemic yep. started. Yep. You know, not the cold, not the flu, not anything. I've been yep. healthy, you know, so. Yeah, I, I, my mom and Korean people had it going on a long time ago with the mask. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And people used to make fun. Oh, look at them with their mask. And they're like, okay, now look at you. I know. I'm like, I'm getting on their level. <laughs> That's right. Yep. We're, we're leveling up. Yes. So now, have you done stand-up since the pandemic? Have you been going up or are you kind of just chilling? I've been going up. Obviously, not as much as we normally do as comics. We go up, what, three, four, maybe sometimes every night of the yeah. week. So I've been consistently doing i well there was a period where nothing was going on and then yeah. there were some outdoor shows i've done some parking lot shows 
um, some Zoom shows. There were a couple good Zoom shows, um, but mostly mostly just outdoors. Tonight I have two shows. They're both outside. So where at? Um, where at? One's at New House, uh, which is on oh, Sunset. Tammy. Tammy Joe's. Oh my God, I love. Please tell she, Tammy I said I, hi. I love her. She's love the best. Her. She's the best. And if anyone's listening, the show I believe is weekly on Thursdays. Tonight it's on a Friday, but it, she puts on the best shows. And her Magic Asphalt at the Magic Castle yep. was great. And so I'm doing that. And then I have a show in Silver Lake. Uh, it's called Cityscape. So you fit Silver Lake so well. You look like a Silver Lake girl now. What's your thank vegan you. ass? Oh, What's your vegan you. ass? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. thanks. You're that so means, Silver Lake. That means so much to me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so uh how are the shows been have they been good um i think they've been great i think especially at the beginning you know we're all kind of like a parking lot show what's this going to be like but people were just so eager to get out and yeah. feel like they were being normal i mean i had a friend come who had covid um it it wasn't as bad as yours in the sense that he was in the hospital but it was bad in that it lasted for a very long time yeah and so he was very anxious and, and he came to the Magic Asphalt show at Magic Castle and he was so anxious, but just was like, I'm going to go. I'm in my car. I'm safe. And he said it was the most joyful experience. It yep. was the first time he had felt normal. People need this. So I, they think, do. I think it's been better than you would expect considering everyone's just in their cars, but yeah. it's been good, I think. Well, uh, you got a podcast as well, correct? I do. I have a Tell podcast. Tell everybody about it. I have a podcast with Justin Martindale. It's called Glitter and Garbage. It comes out every Monday, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. All pop culture stuff, a lot of 90s and early 2000s because that's, you know, when we both peaked. So uh, <laughs> basically, yep. that's that's the gist. And I'm on Instagram at Justine Machine One. All right. Well, cool. Justine, it's so good catching up with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, it was so fun. And uh, I'm going to be in Denver. So you ever in Denver anymore or not really? I am. I'm going um, for the first time end of June. But yeah, I haven't been in almost two years. So I'm really? ready to go back. Yes. All right. Well, if you're there at the end of July, you got to pop by a show and jump on stage. Oh, so yeah, I'll let you know. You're doing the comedy yeah. works? I'm doing Comedy Works South. They haven't opened downtown yet. I but saw that, but I fell in love with South. Uh, and Joe Coy made me feel, fall in love with it because he goes, downtown's cool, but he goes, families are in the South. And when I started doing the South, I mean, it's sold out. It's, it's all these families come because that's yeah. where I am right now. Yep. Just yep. I'm, I'm a family dude. And totally, it's just like, I love comedy where I love Wendy out there. Oh, it's just so amazing. Great. I love both. Yeah, I love both the clubs. The South that has a special place in my heart just because I went to high school, like right down the street. So, really? Yeah. St. Mary's Academy. Okay. Um, Was that all girls school? It was all girls. Yeah. Now, now going to an all girls school, does that you hear like, oh, when girls get out, they go crazy. Is, is it kind of like that or I, not really? I don't think so. I mean, there were some girls who were maybe already crazy, but <laughs> I um, I've mostly they say that girls who attend single sex school uh, are typically more confident in, you know, in college, they're more confident to raise their hands. They just and I definitely feel that I don't know that I would be as confident to do stand up, you know, this male dominated profession if mm -hmm. I hadn't gone to a an all girls school. I was kind of like the silly, funny boy of the class. You know, yeah. I was kind of the class clown. So, yeah, yeah I think it, I, I had a great experience. Um, 
we didn't wear uniforms or anything. It was very chill. It was like a pajama party all the time, basically. <laughs> there you go. All right, Justine, have a great one. I appreciate you. Okay? Thank you, Michael.